Give me some scriptures there uh, this morning, and we're going to talk about the subject about a king. Amen. Psalms 47 and 7, for God is the, everybody say it, king. king of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. The Lord sat enthroned at the flood, and the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor, glory forever and ever. Amen. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Just a little touch of the scriptures that, you know, make a reverence, reference to king. Have you thought about That God is king. That God that inhabits the pages of the Bible is a God who is king. Most of the concepts that we hold as Christians often are disconnected from this idea of king and the authoritiveness, those metaphors that we relate to, we desire relationship and not supremacy. We need affirmation, love, but we shy from authority and lordship. And yet when you walk through the scriptures, we discover that there is a realm of imperialness in God more than we can imagine. And when put in its proper place, this is most comforting. His role as Christ the King. That idea should give us a peace in the midst of this political upheaval, in the confusion, in the seemingly directionlessness of society. Think about it this morning while we Love the idea of friend, father. All of those things are true. But they are elevated when you apply king to each one of them. That your father is a king. That the Savior 
is a king. Yes, that when you see life and its struggles and its challenges, they become much smaller when you view them from the throne. Hallelujah. That's what we want to do today. Get a visualization of the king on the throne. You think about it. Nicodemus comes to Jesus and he's asking, you know, a question. And Jesus immediately makes reference to what? The kingdom. I know that you're a man sent from God. For no man can do this work that you are doing except God be with him. And Jesus goes even further. Guess what? I'm a king. He references the kingdom. Yes. Jesus stayed on the message of the kingdom, preaching the good news of the kingdom. Think about the parables. The parable of the sowing of the good seed in the field. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. The kingdom of heaven is like a net. What's he talking about? Well, you can't have a kingdom without a king. Hallelujah. Amen. To think about that Jesus himself declared his kingship right from the beginning when he talked with Nicodemus. We are not accustomed to kings. In fact, as our image of kings is not one of elevation. We shy away from kings. We broke away from king rulership in this nation. But nevertheless, you know, God is king. A king is one who was never voted into power. His kingship is not conferred, conferred upon him by man. We do not make him king. We simply acknowledge him as king. He was king before the world began, and he will be king when the world passes away. One of the reasons that he can enforce the cross is because he is king. Because you have to have authority 
in order to enforce a victory. Yes, the, when Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth, he is talking about, I am king. Because a king is one who has power. Yes, he has absolute authority. The very word king implies power. A king's word is law. No one can revoke a king's word. His orders, they can't negate his pronouncements. It doesn't make any difference. If they have set themselves against the king of kings, according to Psalms chapter 2. Yes. You can't set a king's decrees aside and you can't amend his statutes. How a king personally owns everything. Yes, he does. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness of it. Everything in it. When the king makes a decree, it is unchanging except by the change of the word of the king. Bless his holy name. It is the king that embodies the government of his kingdom. The king presence is the presence of his authority. His presence is the presence of his authority. In other words, when the king shows up, so does all authority show up. The king, the ruler, Jesus is not just a king, but he is the king. He absolutely is sovereign in his authority and his eternal reign. The gospel opens up with the king themes. The miracles, the healings, the deliverances are all indicative of his role as king. Jesus has all power in heaven and in earth. He is the one who breaks down the work of the devil. He is the one that frees us from false kingdoms and false kings. Amen? And he rules now. The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians, you know, that 
Christ has been set above all principalities and powers and might and dominion. A name that's above every other name in this age. No, friend, his kingship is not something that is coming. His kingship is something that is. Absolutely. All power and given him authority in the age that now is. And his reign is eternal and that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. He wants the church to understand, hallelujah, that we are missionaries of a king who has all the power, all the authority, and of course our king has all wisdom. Yes. Seen from God's throne. You do not find the word king in the books that Moses wrote, but you will find the symbolism there very inescapably clear. The story of the Exodus is one king setting people free from another king. On Mount Sinai, there we see the king of kings, you know, bringing into the earthly realm some of the decrees and life-giving things that were beneficial to his subjects or his kingdom. The Lord's Prayer. Isn't it interesting? We know more than honor him as father, and he switches us to King, our Father, which art is heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. He wants you to understand the relationship, you know, that you have with him as your father, but he wants us to see also that your father is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. Give the Lord a praise this morning. Amen. There is authority. There is position. And nothing can stop it. The scripture says, from that throne room, if you will look, there is great evidence. Yes. When you get up in the morning... When you walk out into God's creation, you will see creation arguing God's kingship. Yes, there is that audio visual right there, a reminder of his kingship from the beginning. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmer work show his handiwork. The Lord is enthroned. He sits as king forever. I love it. The Lord has established his throne and his kingdom rules over 
all as you get up in the morning and you wake up and walk out into the world, you see in creation that he is king and you see it in living color every day oh yes acts chapter 17 verse 24 says and the god who made the world and all things which are in it he being lord of heaven and earth himself giving life to all breath and to all things in him we live we move and we have our being yes he is king Paul said, while we do not see all things put under him yet, that does not mean that he's still not over all. Absolutely. Your father, my father, our savior is, he is king. Notice what it says in Psalms 19. Day unto day utters speech. Night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, no language where his voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. What's he talking about? He's talking about creation. The voice of creation. Hallelujah, is in all of the world. Fact is, Paul writes in Romans, he says, they are without excuse. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Notice what it says in Isaiah 40. He says, he brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth useless. Daniel gets a vision of the kingdom. He says, I was watching in the night vision, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. Did you know he rides in the clouds? Yeah. It's a pretty good chariot, isn't it? I've always thought, you know what I mean? You know, as a kid, it would just be nice to ride on a cloud because it looks so comfortable, and, you know. Just kind of float along, but yet I know if I got on him, I'd just fall right straight through him, you know. But the king doesn't. No, he rides on the clouds. That's scripture. Yes. And it says, he came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him. And then to him was given dominion, glory. We're talking about Jesus Christ and kingdom. That all peoples, nations, languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, the one which will not be destroyed. Friend, this morning, you are on the winning side. Yeah. Amen. You are in the winning army. You know the passage of Scripture from Philippians about that name that Jesus received, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I'm grateful for the opportunity to have a voluntarily accepted Jesus Christ and bowed my knee today. But I'm here to tell you this morning, whether voluntary or involuntary, they are going to bow their knee to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. 
because he is king, not only of earth, but things of heaven. Oh, yes. Amen. Yes. As this not yet kingdom develops and takes place, it says in Revelation chapter 14 that they make war with the Lamb and the Lamb will overcome them. He is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And those that are with Him are called chosen and faithful. Amen. An army. Revelations 19, and I saw heaven open. You know, the Bible says in Revelations, it says if you just read that book, there's a blessing in it. Now, you might not be able to understand it all, but if you'll just go ahead and read it, there'll be something that will just inspire your life. Heaven's open, behold a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horse. Man, I hope you got your riding dudes on, all right? Amen. And out of his mouth came a sharp sword with it, and he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of fierceness and the wrath of the Almighty. And on his robe and on his thighs written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Amazing thing. Jesus as he rode in on that, that mount that day, he declared his kingdom, his kingship. Behold, your king cometh to you, riding on a foal, We see a little bit arm, a little bit of the arm of his kingship when he went into the temple. Yes, he is the king. The king deserves to be honored. He deserves to be honored. Honor him. It says in Psalms 47, Clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a voice of triumph, for the Lord Most High is awesome. He is king over all the earth. One of the things that made the disciples so powerful in their mission is because they understood his kingship. Hallelujah. When they were imprisoned, in jail and stocks and bonds. It says that Paul and Silas began to sing praises. Amen? Yeah, it's not your circumstances that should determine your praises. It's his kingship that should determine your praises. Somebody give a Lord of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Oh, yes. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes, for he shall subdue the peoples and the nations under him. Sing praises to our king. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. Yeah, that's what the word says. It says, shout joyfully before the Lord, the king. 145, I'll extol you, O God, my king. Think about it. This is a king, the preserver of all things. As a king, he judges and he rewards and punishes. Matthew 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, he will sit on his throne. And all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. He will say to the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left hand, on his right hand, he will say, Blessed are you are my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the earth. And those on his left hand, he will say, Depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Yes. It's not too late to change sides. It's not too late to change sides. It's not too late to declare your allegiance to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It was Daniel and the Hebrew children who had the opportunity to either give up their allegiance or stand by their allegiance. Thank God they chose to stand by their allegiance. They did. You know, it says we will not bow. You know what? You and I do not have to bow to the prince of darkness. You don't have to bow to the prince of darkness because you are a child of the king. His reign is already, and yes, there are aspects of it that are not yet, but the thief on the cross recognized Jesus' kingship. We recognize his kingship. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now think about it. He didn't know when it was going to happen. Jesus said, 
right now. Today, you shall be with me in paradise. We are not waiting for a kingdom to come. We are enjoying a kingdom that now is. A kingdom that is within us. Because the king in his presence lives in our our hearts. He is reigning. It says in 1 Corinthians 15, 25, he must reign until. Oh, hallelujah. Until all enemies are put under his feet. Just because you don't see all the effects of his reigning, you know, in a picturesque form, does not mean he is not reigning. It is he who sets up. It's he who takes down. Someone says, well, man, look at the mess. Well, just as it was then, it is today. They desired a king rather than the king. And he grants people various wishes. But there is coming a day when he, who is the eternal king, the immortal king, yes, will set up not just a kingdom in the heart, which we have today, but a kingdom that is on earth. In a kingdom that functions not just from a spiritual aspect, but a political aspect. And we get to be part of that. And that, of course, as we move down the road, as my musicians come today. He is your your king. Today, his kingship is applied through the church. It's applied through the church. But this I say to you, you're just Peter. But on this rock I will build my church. (laughs) And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It's based upon the kingship. Based upon the kingship. Peter, you know, when he said that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He's understand that Jesus has a position and a power the same as God the Father does. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What? The church. I will build my church. 
Yes. Wow. I kind of like that. I give to you the keys of the kingdom. This king has not just kept his goods to himself. This king has distributed himself to his sons, his daughters, his believers. Amen. His kingship. When the powers of darkness seem to be ruling and seem to to be in charge, remember what Jesus said to Pilate. Pilate says to him, "Are are you king of Jews? That's what you say, Jesus said. But to this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world. But prior to that, he didn't answer him. He said, listen, don't you know that I've got power to take your life or save your life? Jesus says, don't you know that you don't have any power at all unless it be given from above? Hallelujah. Oh, Pilate's just operating in God's plan. That's all he's doing. And yet somehow he gets an ego trip. But he's just a chess player. That's all he is. He is not the king that's on the board. You can't check this king. Woo! Hallelujah. You can't corner this king. Why? Because he's the king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. Paul wrote in that Timothy, he will show who was the only potentate, or in other words, the only all-powerful king of kings and lord of lords. Immortal, eternal, the only wise God. So when you begin to view life from the throne, for he has raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The heavens declare his glory, the firmament his power. Every miracle is an indicator of his kingship because that's a power that he's overruling. When the when the storms that seemed to be taking the ship down and he calmed them, that's an indicator of his kingship.
In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. It says that he is king over all things, whether they be in heaven, whether they be in earth, or whether they're in wherever that other place is. <laughs> Beneath the earth, he says. There's, I mean, there's worlds that you and I don't even know about, but he's still king of it. He's still king of it. Yes. You have a royal identity today. And as you stand with me, the Lord quickened to me very old, familiar passage of Scripture from the Lord's Prayer. And yet, it just took on a, you know, how can I put it? There's a couple of things that stood out. As a kingdom people, as people that are about the message, it's getting the kingdom in the hearts of people. It's going to people and Getting, the, getting them to hear the gospel of the kingdom. I noticed that in that prayer, we're supposed to pray that he would receive the honor that's due his name. Hallowed be thy name now I know we're not under law but we're under a king <laughs> and he told them he said you know don't you bring me a blemish sacrifice That's not honor, he said. That's not the honor that's due the king. If you bring a, you know, this one here be worth more on the market than this one that's blemished, so I'm going to give the lesser to God. God says, no. Not if you're really honoring me. Give me the honor that is, is due a king. And so you're to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Oh, God. I think that honor can start right with us. The honor that belongs to him. His subjects, you know what I mean? You know, like... Daniel and the Hebrew children and, and, and so many of those great men, you know, that he chose to write about. Moses said, no, I, I, I'm just, I'm not going to turn in the honor of God. 
for a moment in the sun. I chose to suffer with the people. He said, I'll take the dishonor, but all the same time in giving God the honor. And so he says to pray that that would place, take place in our lives. And then he says that your kingdom would come. And what is that? Well, the, the kingdom is something that's not in word, but in power. And so he's saying, you need to pray that there will be some kingdom power that begins to function and, and operate. Let the power of the kingdom come. All those wonderful things. And then he also says that you can pray for kingdom provision. Give us this day our daily bread. Have you prayed for kingdom provision? Yes. There is a provision of the king. And you got to pray for it. Pray for his provision. And then he says, you need to pray for kingdom direction. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Simply put, pray for kingdom direction. Now let me tell you something. If the Bible already has made it clear what the direction is, you don't need to pray for it. You just need to walk it out. <laughs> He's not going to go against his word. No. Yeah. Hallelujah. But there are some things in life I don't know or have the direction and I need to ask the Lord. But here's what I felt the strongest in. And I, I felt this is where the Holy Spirit was landing most, okay? And that is kingdom provision. Life is expensive. Right? Life is expensive. Caesar's got to get his stuff. Don't get quiet on me. And if you don't give Caesar his stuff, he's coming after you. But God's got to get his stuff too. Right? Give to Caesar, which is Caesar's, and give to God, which is God's. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants to set your table. God wants to set your table. I'm going to say it again. God wants to set your table. And it doesn't make any difference, you know what I mean? Where your table is set right now. If it, it seems to be in the midst of your enemy, he still wants to set it. 
Give us our provision. Somebody says, well, I'm going to fix the income. God's not. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You're still here. Some of you should have went under. That's right. You should have went under. But you didn't. Because the King of Kings and the Lord of Willards has a way of setting the table. He does. And he's saying, I want to set your table. He not only wants to set your table, he wants to set your kids around your table. Yes, he wants to set your kids around your table. Oh, hallelujah. He's the king. He's the king. Your father is a king. And right now, this king is meek and lowly. Grace and compassion. Behold, your king cometh to you riding on a little animal he is meek and lowly or humble, open, approachable. Yes. That's good news. I don't know. We got to sort. I got, we got to close. I mean, woo. Listen, i tell you, that video that Doug put up, that's kingdom work. Yes. The missionaries that we saw last Sunday is kingdom work. This morning, this is kingdom work. The graduation, that's kingdom work. When Ike tells me about the prisons, you know, that's kingdom work. When you visit your neighbor and you talk to them, that's kingdom work. Yes, it is. Amen. One other thing, how important it is to keep the protocol of God. When you break God's order, you diminish the fullness of God's blessing. When you break God's order, you diminish the fullness of his blessing. The head of every man is Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Christ is your head. Keep him there. Absolutely. Consult him.
Hallelujah. God's getting us ready for something. He's getting me ready for something, you know what I mean? And, and it's not retirement, folks, let me tell you. Amen. Amen. Let's sing this out. Let's wrap this thing up. But we got the King of Kings and the, and the Lord of Lords, you know what I mean? And, you know, boy, oh boy. Praise God. He's in charge. Amen. He raises the, the dead, ra- heals the sick, all because he's the king. Amen. He can forgive your sins because he's the king. Remember, when you walk outside, right now when you look at this, you see what man built. Man can do some great things. When you walk outside, that's God's art room. In heaven, on all that creation, is arguing for God to you. God is king. Amen. Go with God because he promised to go with you.